What is up, everyone, and welcome to the Bobby Mason Audio Experience. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me, personally. Also, a big shout-out to Educating Entrepreneurs. Thank you for sponsoring this podcast. Guys, this podcast is created for all of you because, you know what, the world of entrepreneurship is seriously viewed as this glitzy, heroic career with all these guaranteed pathways to riches and success when, just to be completely honest, you don't just snap your finger and bang, have the mansion, have the travels, have all the pretty ladies. That's just not how it works. So in the Bobby Mason audio experience, we actually have real entrepreneurs on the show. I'm personally a serial entrepreneur after starting 15 companies. And essentially this entire show is just about entrepreneurship and sharing our entrepreneurial stories, our life lessons, our success methods, and lastly, really being honest about our royal F-ups. So thank you so much for listening. You guys can find this podcast anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. You know, iHeart, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all those good things. So without further ado, let's get to the show. Thank you so much again, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Yeah, just shout those things. What's up, everyone? Brandon is shouting in the background, naughty, naughty language. We are um, hopping right into this thing. And you know what? I made a mistake. I accidentally started the show, and that's inappropriate because that is not my role. We need to have the the master who looks like a four-year-old child, and um, let's get him on the show. Hey, Brandon, know your please, role, Bob. Take it know away. your role. Yeah, know Thank your role. You. All right, everyone. Welcome to the 2020 draft edition of the Bobby Mason audio experience with the number one pick and the number two pick back to back. Brandon Wilson's team selects Bobby Mason and Joey Traxler. We traded up. We got both picks. Was I number two? No, you were number one. I came second. Oh my goodness, that is a great transition when yes, we're talking about let's, picks. Let's see what this uh, ended up being here. All right, guys. So everyone that listened last week, you know, had to remember to actually figure out what people thought of Brandon or Joey. So we oh. uh, put put a little poll up, and I'm trying to find it. I only put it up on Instagram. How long ago was it? I need to find it. Let's just be patient, please. Education. We and Brandon will fill your time with something incredible. I I played like absolute dog poo poo today. First round, I tied with my dad. Uh, it was uh the course. First was, round of golf. Yes, first round of golf this season. Um, and it was a par thirty four played out at Pioneer Creek. And we both shot 52. So <laughs> I had a lot of uh, bogeys that I wish I could have gotten back. A lot of close putts that I missed. But, you know, that's just how it goes. I got to train and uh, get better so I don't lose every bet this summer against Joey and Bobby. So I got, I got the that, results. Oh, all right. Just cut me off. Sorry. Here's, here's the thing. This is pretty exciting. All right. So – so we, I, we put a poll up, and the exact question was, 
who should stay on the podcast, Joey or Brandon? We um had we had seventy nine people vote, and uh, Brandon came in at just an impressive eighteen votes. <laughs> eighteen people I can take off my list of potential I, I, friends. I definitely, I definitely didn't do that math right because um, it's 81 votes and Brandon came and Joey came in with a wonderful 63, (laughs) 63 to 18. Interesting. (laughs) So 70, 78% of people want good old Joe to stay on the podcast. I love it. 22%, 22% want Brandon to stay. So, I, need, I love you guys. Love you I guys. Need, Thank you for the support. I need the names of the people that voted for me so I can then send them uh, written thank you notes. So I will tell you that you'll I I really only saw a couple of friend votes on here. And you did get a friendly nod from let's see. You got a friendly nod from the one and only Joey Traxler and Johnny King. <laughs> Thank you. Did I vote for um, myself? Uh, no, you voted for for Joey. No, <laughs> as everyone should. And Joey surprisingly only had two people I know that voted for him. Oh, the rest of them were a bunch of randoms that just must love listening to Joey's voice. I have a good voice. I'm kind of tempted to do a poll with me on it, but I'm a little afraid that people would not vote for me and that really hurt my ego. (laughs) I'm so curious what context they were using, like when like voting for this, because (laughs) it was just like our names. There wasn't like, I don't think I saw like any type of recording or was there a picture? Nope. I mean, they've, they've obviously, if they follow me, they've seen pictures in the past you know because i i was for a while there posting our videos of pocket thoughts still 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 exciting stuff so it's been a week it's Mm -hmm. been a week all of us have been home for a week what's new what what happened this week anything anything fun anything report uh i mean i got outside today that was my thing when golfing did poorly as I mentioned in the beginning, but it was good to get outside and uh, not be inside. I guess doing a puzzle, or I mean, I'm I'm going for like runs outside, but it's that's kind of just getting like running outside. That's a lot of exercise and losing my breath. But golf, you can kind of just ride in a cart and uh, enjoy the weather around you and hit golf balls into woods. Can I ask you a question about golf before we yes. move on? How is it set up? Do you have to pay prior? Can you be in the same golf cart as someone? Uh, Are there golf holes? So the place that my dad and I went, if you're in the same, if you live in the same house together, currently you can ride in a cart together. Uh, There's two other guys that we were with that they are just friends. So they had to ride in separate carts. And then they have uh, like little foam, like, little foam thing in the hole 
so your ball doesn't go actual all the way in. So you can just like grab it like right out. So it basically just sits there, but it goes in enough where like it won't like some courses have like the holes up. So you could literally just rip it at the hole and hit the pin basically. Or and then like people are like, Oh yeah, I got like six birdies where like wouldn't work that way. I wish it worked gotcha. that way, but um, are they still pinned? Yeah, pins are still in, but it's just like they have, you don't like touch anything. Gotcha. It's really, I mean, it's not bad. Like, you're far out, far enough away from everyone, especially if you hit yeah. like I do, where you're staying far away. So, 100%. Nice. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. I was curious how they were going to do that, how that was going to look. Yeah. No, it was nice. There was so a lot. Big of thing. It was a full parking lot, which was crazy at like 5 30 after work. And they, yeah, they got very few people at work. Yeah, the guy said that when they op- the day they opened up the golf courses, the first two days got booked in thirty minutes. So that shows you how much people want to get outside and do something else. Yeah, it does. I think it might be a good year for golf courses. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that was a very exciting update from the week. Hey, good stuff. Oh, actually, before we move on to Joey. And obviously, we're going to talk about this behind the scenes, our goal setting and stuff. But you took some courses this week. You want to share with people what you took a course on and if you liked it? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the course was digital marketing in the yeah, yeah marketing in the digital world. Um, so basically, I finished the first module of that this week. Um, they the first week was free and then you pay like 75 bucks for the next month after and it is an eighth month eight month course and at the end of it you basically will have a certification that you passed a digital specialization from the university of illinois urbana so that was that's kind of cool that that's what will be in the end but yeah i finished that this week and then um they basically since so many people are doing it, they don't want people to like fly ahead because you do peer reviews. So I basically have to wait until next Wednesday now for the course to open back up. Cause I got to the second module and I thought I could just kind of go through it and keep going on it. But it said that it won't open up, which makes sense. Cause or else you wouldn't really have anyone to like grade your stuff and like peer review. So, but it's been good. It's a lot of like case studies and just learning stuff that's actually happening right now with, like how the world's changing to digital and everything like that. So did, so. did you have to start at a certain time then where everyone else started? So no, I, like everyone's at the same stage or why do you have to wait? I think it started like officially started like a week before I started and I just got it at like the right time. But I think they do break it up into different start times so people can start and finish at the same time. So they do have people to grade for you and everything and you can grade for them. So I think that's why I have to wait a week. And it so, like so it'll be next it'll be next Wednesday when I can because I try to take the first quiz of like the first section of module two and it said it this course open back opens back up um April twenty ninth or something. Gotcha. Well we can talk yeah, more behind the scenes on that one. I have yeah. more questions, but 
Yeah. But I do have a question that I think still would pertain to our listeners. If you yeah. can think of anything off the top of your head, what was the most interesting thing you learned this week from digital marketing that surprised you? Or what, what interests you about digital marketing? Or did it not? It did. Um, I, th- I basically learned about a company called Threadless, which I never heard of, that basically the first thing they wanted to focus on was co-creation which is basically this company called Threadless started a clothing company where they had nothing to do with any of the designs. They had people go to their website, bring their own designs to it, and they went through a voting system. So you would have, like, let's say I put up a t-shirt design and I would like go by word of mouth and say, hey, everyone go vote on my t-shirt design because once it gets enough votes, um, the company will make that and sell that. And then you get a portion of the uh, profits for that shirt. And That's like really ro- cool. Royalties and stuff. So um, it was popular from 2004 to 2011. And then it kind of died down when more companies started doing it. And they were kind of, they kind of went out of business. Not really went out of business, but since so many companies could offer other things, like at first they were just offering like $250 gift cards to like the Threadless store. And then once other companies started getting into it and had more money to give away, they kind of just lost their appeal from other people and more digital companies that were more popular could put out more stuff and kind of get bigger than them. So they kind of just got lost in the race there. So I learned about that and then... Another thing we had to do was, uh, I didn't know about this one either. Lego basically has the same thing where you can put up your idea of an idea for a Lego set. And if you get like, I think a thousand votes gets pushed on to the approval of Lego and then like 10,000 votes after that, then Lego actually makes it and puts it out and then you get a profit from that too. It's their own internal crowd-solving platform. That's what they essentially do. Yep. So I thought that was pretty cool to learn about that and just kind of think about different ways where you could get that going in different companies. Hmm. Yeah, it was really interesting. Cool. Yeah. Joe, what happened to you this week? Um, you know, this week got, um, a little hectic. And so I actually got thrown off my routine a bit and I didn't get to work out, um, probably twice this week and, uh, not feeling too hot about that. You didn't work out twice. Oh, I thought you didn't work out at all. I was like, how are you still like standing up? No, I missed no, I missed my my daily workout twice already this week. I'm sorry. Um and so, so yeah, just getting getting thrown off my routine and um but we did have uh, a huge kind of feedback meetings at at our at work um and they went really well and uh positive outlook going forward um and uh so uh that kind of brought my spirits back up good for you and i'm like end of go ahead 
I was just going to say, and I'm just trying to keep my spirits up because I always think about it. I'm like, I always wrestle with this myself and the fact that, you know, you've got to keep pushing yourself, but you got to also kind of give yourself credit when you do a good job. Just, I've, I feel like I've just been so negative that I just got to give myself credit here and there when I feel like I did something well or because it becomes just like a permanent mindset. I feel like if you're just so negative all the time towards yourself and maybe this is a huge side tangent, but like I've just been thinking about it a lot. And so here and there I'm trying to kind of um, self appreciate, you know, things that I've done and, and uh, feel good about that. So this, this whole week of kind of the feedback stuff helped as well. I have a question about that. Mm -hmm. um, do you think, is it more of just like, your internal drive to keep trying to be better and better and better or is it imposter syndrome where you don't think you deserve to be considered great at something um, and it's it's bad what I do and I shouldn't do it but I just compare myself to others who I think that I'm at a similar point to and I'm like Ugh, I'm just not at that point and I'm not at that point in my knowledge and my experience and, and how good I am at my job. And, um, and uh, so it's, it's obviously comparing is not how you should live your life, <laughs> but that's kind of the outlook that I've had for a while. And it's probably, and it's, and it's brought me back quite a bit, just like in terms of thinking of what I can do and my abilities, which is a terrible thing. Yeah, because you are a beast. You should give yourself some more credit sometimes. Appreciate that. Yeah, I miss, uh, miss sitting in on Joey's meetings, just having him run the show. And I just over my overtime, but whatever. <laughs> what about you, Bob? How was your week? He's out. See ya. All right, everyone, that was the show. Oh, this did this last time. I don't know if you guys can hear me. Yeah. I can still hear you. I was going to go ahead. Last time, my system randomly booted me from my mic, so it didn't sound too good. And it just did it again, which is fine. So people, I'm sorry. It sounds bad at the beginning, but it'll be better now because I realized what happened. So good we're about to get some good content too so yeah and i'm trying to make it so i can actually hear you oh because <laughs> you're Probably important yeah it is important it's weird because you're like super far away in my headphones right now and i am like the loudest thing on the history of the earth wow <laughs> I'm probably not talking I'm gonna too loud. I'm going to keep but... fooling around for a second and see if I can find a way to actually hear you guys. Okay. Well, me oh, and Brandon wow. keep I can definitely hear you now. Holy cow, that's loud. All right. Um, so cool. Um, Joey, like I was saying, you're a beast. You need to accept it more because <laughs> I think it can, I think you can do a lot more with like, I think it's good, obviously, to degrade yourself because I do it all the time. I mean, you know, from a standpoint of like, you can do more. But I also think like, when you give yourself the opportunity to be like, 
wow, you did really good work. It gives you like this intense level of confidence where all of a sudden you can start speaking your mind. You can start leading differently. You can start doing more, right? Mm -hmm. It's also hard when you hold yourself to a higher standard. And then, you know, when you, when you hold yourself to a higher standard and then, um, and then like, let's say you put out some good work and, but you're like, ah, I don't know, there's probably some stuff missing here and there. Um, I don't know, I could have tweaked this thing. And then, you know, people like receive your deliverables or whatever you put together and they're like, this is, this is really good. And it's just like, I don't know, the holding yourself to a higher standard and you feel like you just keep, you don't put out anything that's really great. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, it's kind of tough. Yeah. Um, so update on my week. Um, I'm not doing a good job focusing on my main goals. Which are the ones we are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So context, everyone, uh, about three weeks ago now we sat down and figured out our goals for the month. And I really wanted to focus on educating entrepreneurs. And, um, since then in the last three weeks, I, um, well, you know, I told you guys last week that I'm going to reopen up three timbers and we'll see if joy joins me. I got somewhere about 600 brochures that will be going out tomorrow. Um, took forever to freaking handwrite all of the post-its and then do all of the, just everything, just dumb. Um, so I took that on a week ago and the week before that I took on this idea that we're going to renovate one of our large buildings because it's a great time to remodel. Um, and then this week I decided that I very badly want to buy some houses to remodel and rent. So looked at two houses the last two days have been looking through how to buy both of them. And we're going to try to rent out, rent out those babies in about eight weeks. If we decide they're right. <laughs> um, we ran all the math on them. We know what price point we need to get them at. And um, just going to be another nice little side hobby, you know, just to add on top of everything. And um, so that's the exciting thing. I, really fun. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. I, I like doing that stuff. I just got to find just a little more time in my day and that's okay. Always find more time. Are you, are you doing, are you doing the reno yourself? I don't know yet. Okay. (laughs) I'll do some of it. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've really thought it through. I've, I've thought about it, how I can do educating entrepreneurs. Well, I'd actually probably start the day with three timbers from about six ish, six 30 to you know, 10, I think that's pretty good. And then I do some educating entrepreneurs from about, uh, no, I'd be dirty. So I'd probably run over to Hopkins, work on the remodeling <laughs> until about 12 or one, just make sure everything's on pace, keep everyone whew, energized up, hyped and excited. And I was thinking from like one to four, actually it'd probably be like one to five thirty. I do some sweet educating entrepreneur stuff then I'd hop over to remodeling the house from like six to one. Six That's to every day. Every day. And what time would you wake up again? Uh, 5.45. So you get four hours of sleep every day? Yeah, I've been trying to think through. I can do that, like, you know, with computer stuff, type, 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 because like, it's not that physically draining. But I don't know if this big hug-a-lug of a body is going to be able to make it through that much 
you know, physical activity all day and get that little sleep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause what happened? How many hours of sleep were you getting a week when you, uh, have your burnout? Oh yeah. But I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. It's mental health thing. Weekends are important. And this project is honestly not work to me. The house one isn't. That's just fun. Mm. This is just going to be a fun side hobby fun. Fun side hobby fun. Yeah. I feel fun like you're really forcing this one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not at all. Like, I, I want to do it so I'm bad. Having, I'm having a blast. It's the most fun thing ever. It's so fun. Be fun. Behind the scenes. Hobby fun. Behind the scenes, I've been talking about this for months. And there just hasn't been a good time. But now things are falling apart and places are popping up at just the lowest prices ever. And it just seems important. Seems like a good opportunity to dip the old toes in the residential real estate stuff. Cause I've never done houses and at prices this low, I can take a chance and it's not going to ruin my life, which I think is important. You know? Yeah. You know, could be, um, I have questions about residential real estate market and the rent renters market with the current economic situation going on. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I mean, this is very applicable to both you and and I in this, and I guess Brandon too, um, in the sense that eventually we're going to, me and Brandon are going to be looking to rent. Well, I will be looking to rent again. Brandon might be looking at buying a house um you did, did you pull the trigger on these i can't is that what you said or um, you're going to we will be putting in offers tomorrow doesn't mean they're okay. going to be approved so how is this this whole pandemic affecting the housing market for pricing um and how is it affecting the renters market um I, i'm just curious because when i've been because i've been checking on um, prices of apartments all around, um, you know, Minneapolis, even the Southwest suburb areas. I haven't really seen much of a wiggle at all in terms of rent rental pricing. And so I'm curious if the rental pricing will eventually go down um, just with people like not renewing and things like that, or, or what's going to happen, maybe going to a cheaper place. I don't know. Um, so I'm curious if eventually they're going to go down at all or how, what we're going to see there just because of less demand. And and then the same thing with like the housing market, I guess. Um, so I was just sent something last week about this and I'm downloading it on my phone. You got some long hair. Me? Mm-hmm. Hey, you got some flow going. Yeah. I need, yeah. To, need a haircut. Um, we're really not going to see much of a rent change for a little while, right? I mean, what's a little while? You could probably see lower rents in six months from now, maybe. Um, I'm trying to find a more specific number from multifamily. So multifamily, it's not necessarily expected to get hit as hard and they expect things to recover significantly quicker because people are going to kind of be selling their houses and needing to rent places for a while. 
so the rent might not dip there. Um, they do say the risk will kind of vary by location and class. So we'll see what they do with rents because right now apartments, when you get into apartments, you're dealing with operational risks that just really come down to the rent collections. So as of right now, according to the rent tracker, 91% paid on 312. And it was down to 74% by 412. So as rents keep going down, like you're going to see them trying to balance expenses. And once people can eventually be evicted, you'll see what happens to rents. People don't really know at this moment. But what you are seeing from houses, the reason why houses are becoming so cheap is because, well, there are a lot of people that live week to week and they have bought outside of their means and very quickly they cannot afford their house. So like, like the house that popped up today that I looked at, it's in foreclosure because I think they tried to remodel it or they were trying to, they put new windows in and that's about where they got stuck. And now it's too much for them. So it's going into foreclosure and it's dirt cheap. Um, We're seeing other people that own second homes, you know, so maybe they wanted to do a real estate investing deal um, and they've owned them for a couple of years without living in them. And those are hitting the market right now pretty fast because they're realizing I haven't put it on the market yet. I haven't done a rental yet and I'm low on cash. I got to get this thing out of my portfolio. So that's the opportunity for some of us that do have a little bit of cash. It's just like, you have a little cash and a little time. Let's give it a go because you just got to, if you see, if you see a deal, like, I mean, like I talked to you guys a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was last week. Like I'm nervous to do so much stuff right now because I don't know what the market holds. But at the same time, I'm still jumping into deals like this because legitimately a good deal is a good deal no matter what the market situation is and if it hits all the criteria i'm scared but if it hits all the criteria i'm jumping you know so it just means that the criteria is a little more stringent now so yeah but we'll see we'll see so i actually have one question for you guys and this will be the question that kind of takes up the podcast here. And then we'll wrap up after we answer this. So I talked with a, another producer today and he asked me a question that I haven't really gotten a whole lot of. So actually he asked me a lot about myself. Very uncomfortable. Did not like that at all. Really he said, not, I mean, I do. I, I got a big head. I like talking about things going on in my life. I just don't like talking about like if I'm good at something or something like that. Yeah. So he said, he's like, you know, I judge all people on our show with this one question. I ask them what their zone of genius is. So essentially he's like, I want to know what they're the very, very best at where if they get in a room of 12 leaders What's the thing that makes them completely different than all the other leaders in that room? 
And I sat there and was like, Ooh. he's like, so what is it? Like, are you a good developer? Are you uh, good at coming up with ideas? Are you good at IP? Like, what is your thing that makes you unique? And because of us, you know, I actually had an answer, which was nice. And it was honestly because of uh, that birthday video that Ashley put together for me. And it was actually Joey's little snippet in the birthday video. What? So I'll start with mine just because I'm already talking about it. And then you guys can think about yours. So I told him out of the gate, I was like, my zone of genius is honestly just leadership. And I was like, I'm probably going to be fine with just that. Like, maybe he won't dig deeper than that. Right. And he's like, that's really good. Why, why is that? And I was like, Oh crap. <laughs> so I was like, well, you know, I was like, honestly, like I'm never the smartest person on any of our teams. Like I, I was like, if we're doing real estate. I don't know finance. Like I, I know a roundabout idea of how to come up with the numbers, but I can't do a deep dive. I'm not banking off of me. I don't know the lenders contractor work. I'm no expert. Like I know how to do this, most of the stuff, but if anything's hard, I have someone better around me to do it. I was like, I did software for years. Nope. I don't know any software. Like anything I do, it's just people are better than me. Like, and that's what makes some of the companies actually work. Right. And he was like, okay, okay. I, I get that. That's, that's very good. But like really all these guys are good leaders. So what makes you different? And that's when I thought of what Joey said, Joey, you said this thing in the video that I've never forgotten, forgotten. And I know it's a positive, but I also know it's a negative because I get you guys to do things that you don't necessarily want to do. But you said, you're like, every single time we sit down and talk and we do stuff like you always motivate me to do more. Like you're the motivator that makes me want to think bigger. And I told him that I was like, honestly, this is going to sound really superficial. This is going to sound really dumb, but no matter who I'm around, I was like, my zone of genius is the ability to pick up on what people need to improve. And then I just try to make them want to be better. That's legitimately, I was like, it, I don't know if it's good or bad, but I was like, that's legitimately the one thing that I know I do to everyone. And I don't know if the outcome's positive or negative. But like, I was like, I've had, I've convinced 40 year olds to quit jobs that they've been doing for 20 years because I, I convinced them to do something different, do something that they enjoy, something they're passionate about, something that they can be better at. And I was like, if you get me in a room of a bunch of leaders that are running billion dollar companies, I was like, I'm going to be awfully nervous because I don't know what they need, but I'll definitely identify the person in the room that isn't thinking big. And I was like, I'll definitely identify the person in the room that doesn't love their position. And I was like, and unfortunately, I also will not avoid the topic and I will bring it up right away. And he was like, that's a zone of genius. That's what makes you different. And I have never, ever, ever thought of a zone of genius before. Oh. And I just thought it was a fascinating question. So I'm curious, what do you guys think your potential zone of genius is? Well, first off, I think 
the term zone of genius is interesting in the fact that I, I feel like we've talked about this as a business. Um, when we've gone into businesses or potential businesses together, you know, I, I always remember you bringing up the fact of, or the question, you know, I want to build this business, but I want to, whatever we do, I want to be the best at it, you know, and maybe it's, uh, it's turning it into like an individual instead of looking at a business. Um, but yeah, like what are, what, what is this business the best at? Because otherwise eh, eh, it's nothing like that special, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so, but that's interesting. I, I've never thought of, and it's something weird because when you put it into the terms of, you know, what are you the best at? Um, that's, that's like a, a logical like question, I guess, but maybe not when you really get asked at all. Zone of genius is just like, when you said that, I was like, what the hell is a zone of genius? Yeah. And that's what he said. He's like, you know, the response I usually get from people, he's like, I get the response of, I'm not a genius in anything. And he's like, you know, most and he said, I'm not trying to be demeaning, but he said, most average people will just say, I'm not a genius. And I look at them and I go, that's bull crap. You're a genius in something. All of us are a genius in something. We just need to take time to identify what we're a genius in. And I was like, I think it's actually true. Like all of us have a weird little genius portion of us and it just takes time to figure out what it is but I'm putting you on the spot just like he put me on the spot. And <laughs> so good luck. Maybe this could change after I think about it for a while, but off the top of my head, my, my zone of genius would be I guess seeing a small detail and knowing how that detail will impact numerous things, um, like within a business, for example, seeing a certain detail I see in a business. Um, I, I, what do you, what are you guys laughing at? Uh, just, you know, my, my grape juice wine. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Apple juice. Um, seeing a detail in, in, in a business and, and knowing how that impacts, how that, how, how that will impact that business, um, you know, in different ways, financially, operationally, and, and things like that. So I'm going to ask you the follow-up that he asked me. Mm -hmm. 12 leaders in the room, they all run billion dollar companies. Mm -hmm. What do you bring to that table in that room? And how do you act to make sure you enhance that team? and you're currently working on a project that is meant to change the world and you're thinking so big, like this is, this is like, for example, the project is how do we feed all people in Africa and come up with a plan in four days? What do you do with that team and what that genius, what do you bring to the table that, and how do you, how do you react? Like, how do you, how do you implement that? into the environment can i change my zone of genius sure 
because that question made me think of something else. Sure. Um, and maybe this, and this is how I felt my zone genius was, especially when we dealt with our group. And I know maybe it's a little different, but I think it can be applied in the same way. When I'm in a room with all of these <clears throat> really smart business owners, all these big wigs and whatnot, C-suite people, and you know, I'm the I'm the guy that's going to um, kind of take that big idea, bring it down to reality, and really understand: can we do it? Um, and maybe that's the opposite effect of what we're trying to do because we're trying to think big, but I also think you need someone in that room that's like, all right, like I understand we want to think big and we want to think of, you know, things we've never thought of before, but is this feasible? Can we actually do this? So maybe bringing the group to what's actually feasible um, once we come up with all those big ideas. All right. We come up with this idea. How do we make this happen? Can we make this happen? You've been doing that our entire lives. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> and you know, I used to think I used to think it was a huge negative because I just thought, I just thought that you were you were horrified of risk. When as we've grown older and worked together more, I just realized like the feasibility behind it and your ability to actually make someone think about the structures to make a big idea feasible instead of just going from zero to a hundred without any gear shifts in between, like that, that is a skill. And I, I, I like that zone of genius more than the first one. Cause I, I mean, maybe it's cause I've worked with you and seen it, but that's, that's a good one. And I just want to comment on yours too. I, uh, and like you said, I sent that video in, but um, any, any, and Bobby touched on a little bit what I said, but, you know, truly we, when we were potentially trying to start a business together, we were trying to start a business together. And other times when we just met up and chatted, you know, <clears throat> always after every one of those chats, it's like, man, I want to think bigger, man, I want to do something like, like something like this. And when we were doing EE, it was like, gosh, this gets me motivated to really like dive into what our next task is um, for this week and, and really move forward with this and, and think big. And, um, you know, it's, it's so true. And it still rings true today. So that's got to say something. Yeah, that, that's like, that I feel the exact same way because I think it was like every time we got done with our meetings or like talks I was just like super fired up like more fired up than I would be at work or anything like listening to anyone else talk I was just like sitting there and I was like we could end our meeting at like 10 o'clock and I was like I can't go to bed right now like I want to do something like I have all this energy and motivation right now where I actually want to like go work on whatever I don't know just think of something right then and there and get going on it but um yeah so the amount of times i lost track of time during all of our chats is incredible yeah like, i mean even time. now even now i lose track and like I, I think that's like 
Brandon, you'll go in a second, but I was just going to say, I think that's like the real importance of human interaction and like the communication aspect. And like, I, I told these guys this last week, this is like one of my highlights of the week, because even if we're just talking about our zone of genius or our little baby goals, it's like, we're talking about stuff that no one else talks about. And it gives me like this energy to do things just a little bit different than the week before. And it makes me want to do things just a little more. So I have something to share. Like strangely, I was thinking about that house and I was like, Oh gosh, I'm excited, but also nervous to tell the guys that I'm taking on more projects. It was like, after all we talked about. Yeah. But like, just these little baby hour and a half conversations sit in the back of your head and help you make decisions or guide your life in some way. And I think it's, it's a really cool. And that's why I'm happy that we still do it. And I think it gives us the ability to potentially still build in the future and even build our things right now stronger. Cause we have three minds that work as one kind of as one extra mind. I don't remember what that's called. I used to remember what that was called, but I don't. Brandon, I'm really excited to hear your zone of genius. Um, I was thinking about it, and I know that I'm not the smartest in the room, but I do know that... that what? Aren't you the only one in that room? Still. You don't know. <laughs> And, uh, but I do know that I, through helping out with like different customers and stuff at work, I know that I'm a big team player. And I think that that can kind of be one of my strengths. I don't know if it can be considered a genius. I don't know how to define that. Um, but I do know that when things come up, I want to get them done. I don't want to like keep pushing it out. And I think that can kind of be something that I used to do where I'm just like, Oh, I'll get to it later. But I think that's something I've kind of grown in the past year, I guess, or past couple months where I think that if there is like a task at hand, I think I want to be able to, or I can try to motivate people to like, not just keep pushing it off. And something that we've kind of talked about through this is like actually writing my stuff down. So I actually get it done. And I think that if I'm in a room with whoever you said, I think it's just something that like you could probably point out the people that what I don't know, what'd you say? You could point out the guy that is not motivated. Oh, who's not passionate about their job, who isn't yeah. truly fulfilled, who isn't producing what they ultimately could be at their maximum efficiency. Yeah. And I think that I was that guy in the room. And I'm not saying I'm skyrocketed to my highest potential right now but i think i've gotten better since we've started doing all this stuff and i think 100 <laughs> percent. and i think that i could be that guy to help push people and not like say hey i could be sitting here right now during this quarantine not doing anything and just playing video games all day but i'm actually doing something with my life right now and spending time working on myself and i think i could hopefully be that genius to help push other people to get there. So tell me, 
you get in a room with 12 of these brilliant human beings and you just describe your zone of geniuses to push people. Tell, tell me what that would look like when you got in the room of these individuals. Well, you knew it was coming. I know. That's what I was trying to think. I, I don't know like what exactly that would look like for, I mean, I think I would try to not make it be so individualistic. I think I would try to push people to do things more in teams to get the job done quicker and more efficient and figure out who is strongest in which category and not have people try to, I guess, have people put their egos aside and be more um, self-aware as to what they need to do and try to complete this goal in a more efficient way. So I'm still digging deeper. I'm still, I need to. So how in this team of 12, these brilliant individuals, Yeah. what does it look like? What is going on in your head where you can see people that aren't either working as a team or like, how do you identify that? And how do you address it? Um, I think you see who's cocky and who's not. I think there's a way of telling who thinks they're way better than they are and will try to show that and peacock a little as to who they are and kind of give off a persona that they're not and do more than they think they can. And I think that could end up hurting people in the end or a team, I guess. Um, I I understand that. I know I'm saying, so you try to see, I don't, I don't know how this would work trying to get someone level headed without being offensive or basically calling someone out and making them more pissed off or something. But that is something that you're saying. I'm not saying I'm saying, I think I could, I don't know. If you notice someone doing that, this guy's running a billion dollar company. You're sitting there in the group. You're going to be like, Hey man, stop being so cocky. Is that that because your zone of genius is going to be the thing where you just go, I say, push this is what I'm comfortable with. I said like push teamwork. Okay. So you're going to, you're going to, you'd speak up to everyone. You'd be like, Hey man, this is a team. Yeah. I try to put him in his place in the best way possible. I, I have an objection. <laughs> Go for it. Um, maybe it's not an objection. Maybe it's just a thought that since your class doesn't start until next Wednesday, you should come up with your zone of genius by next time we talk next week. And, uh, I mean, I realize you were put on the spot, Bobby, and yeah, you wanted us to put on the spot, but I'm really curious what the actual answer is. Yeah, yeah I'd get kicked off. <laughs> you wouldn't want me. No, this is, this is good. We need to get put on the spot to, I don't know, really 
really test ourselves. I like this. Yeah, me too. That's why I wanted to bring it up because I, I don't think you'd ever think about it without someone doing that. No. At least I definitely wouldn't have. I legitimately told him. He said it to me. And I just, I was trying to buy time in my head. So I was like, I'm sorry. Um, I'm just going on a walk right now. And I just got really distracted by this, this group of kids. So I'm, I'm really sorry. I just, all right, sorry. I just lost my train of thought. These kids were being funny. I mean, I was walking by some kids, but they did not distract me at all. I was just just like, I need to buy time to think. that's hilarious it's like i've never thought of anything like this in my life so that's a good way to wrap it up thank you everyone we will what was that it's a real strong end we had there yeah really strong so everyone think about your zone of genius it might be weird it might be uncomfortable but take the time because we just took the time some of us still don't know what it is Some of us feel awkward when we try to think it through. Just remember, all of you have some type of genius to you. There's something special about you that no one else can mimic, at least not in the unique way that you have it. So take some time this week, figure out your zone of genius, and then you can optimize that zone of genius. You can use it sometimes, you know? I know me just thinking about my own zone of genius, I'm going to probably try to jump into more opportunities that make me use that leadership and push people in specific ways to pursue their passion because that is something that I must be good at so I should try doing it more often and so just identify your zone of genius optimize it and with that Brandon will say goodbye to all of you because you guys look forward to it every single week and thank you for listening like always Brandon take it away all right thank you everyone for listening sorry for being here today we'll be better and stronger next week enjoy the rest of your week go out and find your zone of genius and uh be better than me for now because i'll be better than you later goodbye beautiful thanks again everyone we love you all bye